hey, she's back. Well, actually, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, we're both back. Yeah, you're on at the table with Gail on Coast Access Radio. How'd you go with Todd last week? Well, it was different, as it always is with Todd, you know. It's, it's quite different. But anyway, we got through it, and that was great. And guess what, Tanya? What? You and I are a little bit older now. I know. Yeah. Thanks for all the cards and letters and emails. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> yeah, you can send belated birthday presents to us here at Coast Access Radio. Just mark them Gail and Tanya, the crazy Aquarians. Now, speaking of crazy and fruity, starting off oh, with fruity balls. Yes, well, that was the message, wasn't it? So we are going to start off with these. And um, the, there's one cup of chopped dried apricots, a half a cup of chopped dried apple, which you can buy, quarter of a cup of chopped pitted dates. That'll be, that won't be easy. So uh, dates are always hard to chop. Two tablespoons of rolled oats, two cups of cold water, surprisingly, two cups of puffed wheat, a half a cup of sunflower seeds, and two tablespoons of sesame seeds. Now you're placing the dried fruit oats and cold water in a saucepan and bringing to the boil. I must admit, before I read the method, Tanya, I thought, two cups of water, mm. you know, I wonder what's that in there for, but the obvious, the obvious, to boil the dried fruit. Turn down the heat and simmer gently for 20 minutes or until the liquid has reduced and the fruit turns to a thick and fairly dry pulp. So just watch that. Uh, then you're transferring the mixture to a bowl and cool to room temperature. Then add the puffed wheat, the sunflower seeds, and sesame seeds, then stir to combine. Nice and easy mixture. Roll the mixture into even-sized balls and refrigerate until firm. And they do look nice. This is very easy, and it's a very quick recipe. So I'm just going to hold these up because I miss Tanya looking at the at the, at the <laughs> illustrations because Todd really wasn't that interested. No, he's really fussy. He says yuck to a lot of things. Oh no, they look good. I can see the dried apricots mm, and the mm, um, sunflower seeds. Mm, oh yeah. Mm. So they look nice and of course when you make stuff like this Tanya, mm. you can actually keep it in the fridge for a while. Mm. You know, and when people come or if you feel like a little bit of a something with your cup of tea, you just go to the fridge and Pull out one of these out of the container. Pull out your fruity balls. Yeah, fruity balls, yes. Well, yes. I actually notice in the supermarket there are a lot of companies now making their own. You get the fruits balls and the That's energy right. balls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you can, yeah. Why waste all that packaging when you can make it yourself? Well, you reason? can, exactly. And this makes, uh, let me see, this actually makes 24. So depending on the size of them, but being what they are, I don't think you want them too big anyway. No. You know, just pop in your mouth. A pop in your mouth, bite size sort of thing. So it says it makes 24, so you can spin that out to what you like, to be quite honest. Yeah. Actually, a good thing to take if the kids need to bring a plate for something at school, but make sure you haven't got any people that are allergic to seeds. That's right. Yes, exactly. Because, well, I suppose, they're, are they similar to nuts? No. No, I don't no. know. I think if you're allergic to it, you know. If you're allergic to it, that's you know right. to steer clear. Yeah, exactly. Sounds so good that's, to me. Um, that's our fruity balls, and I just thought that was a nice little quick one to start off on Tanya's return. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Now, this one intrigued me because as far as crumbles go, everyone thinks of like rhubarb crumble and apple crumble. But tamarillo and banana, mm. and I thought, actually, that could work. Mm, yes, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure whether there's tamarillos out at the moment. Don't think so. Oh, yet. okay. That's why I looked at it and I thought, oh, I wonder if tamarillos are in the supermarket yet. But they must be coming up, are they? Or 
Oh, what? Look, don't ask me. Oh, okay. Do you think I'm sort of a horticulturalist and some gastronomic delight in the kitchen? No. Well, I must, <laughs> I must actually look that up maybe later on today and just see when tamarillos are. But I've got a feeling that they must be in the shops. I'm sure they haven't been and gone. But anyway, as Tanya said, it's an interesting mix. And, of course, the colour is brilliant. You know, tamarillos. Mm. Or what do we call them? Tree, Tree tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. Um, the redness is always really lovely when you – it's always, you know, enticing when you're making something. So this is tamarillo and banana crumble. So we've got 100 grams of butter chopped, a half a cup of self-raising flour, a half a cup of uh, brown sugar, lightly packed, you know, uh, a quarter of a cup of coconut, and I think better the smaller thread one, the desiccated coconut for this, uh, a, a half a cup of rolled oats, six tamarillos, a quarter of a cup of sugar, and two ripe but firm bananas. So what we're doing is uh, we're going to preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius, and in a bowl, rub the butter and flour together until mixture resembles breadcrumbs. So you can do this in the mixer or you can do it by hand. Mix the brown sugar, coconut and the rolled oats into that. Plunge, now this was interesting, plunge the tamarillos into boiling water for one minute and remove skin. So I thought, well, that was a good thing. And you know what, Tanya, you could... That's what you do with tomatoes. Did you know that? My nana used to do it because she said the tomato skin would get under her plate of her false teeth. I don't really like anything with, you know, if you get a chutney with tomato skins in it, like you say, Mm. it's sort of, it's harder than anything else that's on the, in a chutney. And it sort of does, it just ruins it. So I had a bit of tomato chutney actually left the other day and I put it into a bowl and I went to, had my pleasure was to go through it with a little wee fork and take out all the skins. No. Yeah, I did. I took out all the skins. But I tell you what, that's what you do with tomatoes. You plunge them into boiling water and then just slit them with a sharp knife and it's amazing how easy the tomatoes skins come off. So no excuse really for throwing in those tomato skins and this must happen with the tamarillos and I must say I've never tried it but they're quite thick skin tamarillos so you might have to you know maybe leave them longer than a minute but well cover them and see what happens so that you're removing the skin of those tamarillos and cut into slices. Now place the tamarillos in a 1.5 litre baking dish and sprinkle with sugar. Peel and slice the bananas and add to the tamarillos. Cover the fruit with that lovely crumble mixture and bake for 30 minutes until topping is golden. And, of course, you can see that, you know, when you open up the oven. If it's not sort of golden, it's not quite ready. And serve with ice cream or custard. Mm. Yeah, sounds lovely. Yeah, I'm going to have a go at that when Tamarillo's come out. Yeah. Oh, she's got a picture too. I've oh, picture. look at that. Mostly got pictures. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that looks good that, with, that the, with the custard. really, really nice with the red and everything. So that's our other sort of um, sweetie thing today that we've um, we've decided to put in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know how you keep finding new ones because I think, gee, you must actually fall over recipes that you use all the time and think, oh, I'll use that. Oh, have I used that? Oh, well, I've usually, and I've got my method now, Tanya, if it hasn't got a tick on it, 
it hasn't been used. Right. So now I tick everything that goes over the radio, and uh, and then I know well I'm not repeating myself. So so that's really good because I looked at these and I was going to put these over, but I might do this um you know for another program ginger gems, and I think we may have had one may have been a different recipe, but mm. this one hasn't got a tick on it, so I know that I haven't given it to you. But um, yeah, they're lovely hot irons. Ooh, very Ooh, nice. Yeah. But I'm not giving it today. Sorry about that. <laughs> but she has got something ginger for you. And that's coming up after this musical interlude on At the Table with Gail on Coast Access Radio. At Sean.
It's Alicia Bridges. I love the nightlife. I love to boogie. Hey, that came from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, didn't it? Yes, it does. And guess what? It's the current production that the Otaki Player Society are going to be putting on in August. Holy uh, cow, you need your sunglasses for that with all the glitter and sparkles. Well, you certainly will, <laughs> and you'll need to book. But, of course, it's coming out in August, so we've all got our fingers crossed at, at, at that time. So, um, yes, there'll be plenty of songs like that. So when do tickets go on sale? Well, we're hoping that they will go on sale about May. Okay. Yeah, or maybe a little bit earlier, but we're looking at May at the moment. So that gives it enough time to decide uh, how the public feel about whatever's happening in the country. Yeah. Because that um, affects us a lot. But anyway... We're going for it. It's so hard for the Otaki players or actually anyone in that sort of entertainment industry to plan anything because you get it everything is. planned and organised and then boom, yeah, things change. Exactly. Well, I think they have got a plan. If it does, you know, if, if anything does happen, the plan is if they're lucky enough to keep the same cast, mm. they will look at putting it on next year. But um, but we want to put it on this year. Oh, I can imagine it's going yeah. to be amazing. Keep your eyes on social media for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, coming to Otaki. Uh, uh, coming to Paraparo Umu. Oh, I thought it was Otaki Players. It is the Otaki Players. Okay. Yeah, but uh, of course. Is it, the, is it the, at the, the big, big venue? Tirokura. Yeah. No, Southwards. Oh, Southwards. Yeah. Going big. Wow. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, you'll need your sunglasses for some nightlife there, I tell you. All right, something else that's got a bit of pop, and I was interested to see this because I've actually ne- never seen a recipe for ginger beer before. Well, this ginger beer actually, you usually have a bug, you know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, like with the um, kombucha, mm-hmm. is sort of like a bug. And this is the first time I've seen a recipe mm. that actually doesn't have a bug. Yeah, because I, I was thought, very curious. Like making home brew and stuff, don't you have to have that little active ingredient? Yeah, but exactly. Well, this has got yeast in it, of course, which is active. Oh, yeah, but, true. But it's not a bug that you're actually keeping over in a little jar. You've got to find somewhere to put it, and you've got to feed it every day and, and all that sort of thing. Bit of a nice result, though. But this is sort of like, well, we we call it instant, I suppose, just about. Yeah. But anyway, this is um, – and, and you've got to follow this recipe as I give it. So no sort of making any – I'll just put a little bit of extra of this in. This is just follow this recipe. And it will make uh, eight one-litre bottles – or, of course, if you haven't got a one-litre bottle, you have, um, you know, you can put in the two-litre ones, get less. But I think it's better, Tanya, in the one-litres because once you open it, yeah. really you've got to drink it, mm. you know. So basically one-litres is better to get rid of than two yeah. unless you've got a crowd. Okay, so four cups of sugar, two tablespoons of ground ginger, Two teaspoons of lemon essence. Now, that was interesting because I thought, why aren't they using lemon juice? But there must be a reason for that. It does have tartaric acid in it. So maybe that's a combination that's not good with real lemon. I'm not sure. But anyway, two teaspoons of lemon essence. Two teaspoons of uh, tartaric acid. Twelve cups of hot water. Twenty cups of cold water. And... Um, two teaspoons of dried yeast granules. Now, I'm going to mention that your 12 cups of hot water, you don't need to boil the jug. Just get the old tap running uh, without wasting too much water and just measure out uh, 12 cups of that just tap hot water. So we're measuring the sugar, ginger, essence and tartaric acid in a clean plastic 
bucket. And so we're adding the hot tap water and stir until the sugar is dissolved. Then add the cold water. So please make sure that you have dissolved that sugar because I think it can go on working if you're not careful. Um, If the mixture is hotter than lukewarm, leave it to cool um, before adding the yeast. But other than that, just do it as it says. Okay, and then... Um, the yeast that you're putting in, it's a good idea to actually mix it with just a few spoonfuls of water until smooth so that it mixes well, Tanya, so mm-hmm. that it mixes well into that bucket. Um, now, this is how simple it is. You're mixing well and pouring into clean bottles and make sure you've got a funnel because it's going to be a bit awkward coming out of a bucket. <laughs> so grab a jug and a funnel and use the soft drink bottles, plastic, I should imagine, uh, with the screw tops. And uh, my advice is to pour boiling water over the tops before screwing them on tightly. Now, um, they have been known, and you don't need to fill them right to the brim either. Um, you know, you've got to be very careful, and that's why we're using plastic, of course, um, not glass, because they can explode. But what you're doing is leaving them um, at standing at room temperature for four days. So if you've got a what, dark place in the laundry or somewhere like that, because if they um, if they do have, manage to pop, um, you know, it's not going to ruin um, anything in, in, inside your house. Uh, out in the laundry might be fine or in the garage maybe if you uh, can leave it out there for four days. And then after that, you can sort of open a bottle and see whether it's fizzy enough. Um, the flavour does improve on standing, um, so it's best not to be too impatient. Um, and when, of course, the ginger beer is fizzy enough, store it in the refrigerator um, because, you know, and if you bring it out from the garage or the laundry or wherever and you're going to know you're going to have people that are going to drink it, you know, make sure that you've got it in the fridge um, at least for, you know, 30 minutes or, or an hour or something like that because um, there's nothing worse than drinking warm ginger beer mm. or something like that or anything that's warm, quite frankly, if it's meant to be cold um, and just plug it up with ice. You know, I love lots of ice on drinks like that. Um, uh, please... Don't shake the bottles. <laughs> It'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, like they see when, you know, the America's Cup yeah. or something, they all win, you know. They could probably use ginger beer. But uh, but anyway, it does. It, it, it will, you know, explode. Yeah. So um, you can, and I'm not asking you to do this, but I know I have seen it done before, is to add two or three sultanas in each bottle uh, before you actually cap it. So I don't know whether that's something to do with the with the process of the helping it fizz. I don't know, but I have seen it. And probably way back in, my, in the day, um, I've probably done it myself. Wow. Yeah, I used to make ginger beer quite a lot, but I had a bug then. You yeah. know, it was a bug. As I say, I haven't seen one that doesn't use the bug and it goes into the bucket. So, mm. yeah, be worth a try. Intriguing. If you're yeah. going to have a go at this and you get a photo, send them through to us I'd, at Coast yeah. Access Radio. Yeah, it would be great. We can yeah. put them on our Facebook page yeah. now. And I'm going to highlight details. here, listeners, please do not reduce the amount of ginger. So it says two tablespoons. So, you know, 
just make sure that they are good tablespoons. Don't level them off too much. Otherwise, it'll just be G beer. It yeah. won't have enough <laughs> oomph to be ginger beer. No, that's right. So, yeah, so a very, um, a very good recipe. And I've cut it out from somewhere. I've pulled it out from somewhere. I know I've had this for quite a long time. So there you are. Good luck. All right, ginger beer. Mm. All right, not just food recipes, but also drink recipes as well. Yes, non-alcoholic, I might add. Yes. I have tried alcoholic ginger beer, I might add, and it's very nice. Oh. Bought it from a a, a pub that I was in one day, Oh, and they had it, and I tried it, and it was very nice, but um, you can't get it everywhere. No, I don't mm. think I've no, I haven't a, tried just that. Just as a point of interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually ginger, very calming for the digestive system as well exactly. if you're feeling nauseous. Exactly, very good drink for, for those that aren't feeling so good. Yeah. Now here's something that can be quite dividing, coriander. I used to really not like coriander, but I'm starting to like it in things. And I think the sound of this recipe, I would definitely like it. Coriander fish cakes. Yes, well, I like coriander too, Tanya. And um, yeah, this is, this is nice just for a luncheon or tea dish. Um, and it's using 500 grams of boneless, skinless white fish fillets chopped. So that can be a fish of your choice. Uh, two tablespoons of mango chutney, which is a nice chutney, Tanya. I like that. Uh, juice of one lime, if you can afford to buy one. No joking. They, they're, they're quite, you know, they're, they're not cheap limes, but if you've got a lime tree, well, no worries. One egg white, one small red chili seeded, one garlic clove peeled, two and a half cups of fresh breadcrumbs, a quarter of a cup of coriander leaves, four spring onions chopped, oil for shallow frying, and a salad uh, or sweet chilli sauce or something to serve, you know. And I, I quite like sweet chilli sauce. Mm, me too. Um, so you're placing that lovely chopped up fish, uh, the chutney, the lime juice, egg white, chilli and garlic in a food process and process it till it's finely chopped and it comes together. Add the breadcrumbs and the coriander and onions to the food processor and process until combined. And mixture comes together. You'll see it coming together. It sort of starts to, you know, sort of get um, into a sort of like a little ball or something like that. Now, transfer to a bowl. And chill for 10 minutes or a little bit longer, it doesn't matter, but at least 10 minutes because you're going to shape the mixture uh, into eight flattened patties. So, you know, just, you know, put it in your hands and if it's not sort of too cold, uh, it won't shape. You know, you sort of get it sticking on your hands. Mm -hmm. You know, you look down and you've, you think, mm. you know, you go like this and you're going like this. I'm demonstrating at the moment. And there's more fish on your hands than what there is in the ball. And then you end up washing your hands and you lose, lose some of your mixture and you'll probably only get six patties. <laughs> so there you are. So just make sure that that is cold. And sometimes uh, wet hands helps mm. a little bit. I'll just not, you know, just, just moisten your hands and that helps you. Um, shape your balls up lovely and it just comes out nice. They're, they're just really nice, or patties anyway, and squash them down. And then you're cooking your patties for two to three minutes on each side because there's nothing in there that really uh, totally needs the cooking. The fish only takes a short time. And uh, drain on a paper towel and serve with a salad and uh, sweet chilli sauce, which is lovely. 
That's mm. so easy. You're just basically throwing the whole lot into the food processor. It is. You, you are, really. Mm. I mean, it separates it a little bit here in this recipe, but basically mm. you could probably throw it all in together. And um, you can actually, as another uh, method, you can dust them in seasoned flour, you know, salt and pepper oh, your flour, yeah. and uh, or coat an egg and breadcrumbs before frying. Oh, yum. So that would be that would sort of like give it a nice little crust on the outside. Mm. So that would be quite nice too, Tanya, you know. So your choice. Yum. Yeah, and that uh, it doesn't take long. Preparation, about 20 minutes. Uh, cooking time, probably 10 minutes. And if you've got a really big frying pan, well, probably less than that. But there you are, coriander fish cakes. All right, there's your four recipes for the week. You're done and dusted. Coriander fish cakes with ginger beer sounds all right to me. <laughs> and then we've got tamarillo and banana crumble for afterwards. And then while you're watching TV with your cup of tea later on, you can snack on your fruity balls. Gee, you've got it all sorted, haven't you? Well, you have. You just put them in front of me and away you went. So there we go. And, of course, you can catch Gail here. She's here every Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. And then the show's repeated Tuesday afternoons at 4.30. And if you can't make those times, don't worry, you won't miss out, go to our website, coastaccessradio.org.nz, and go to At the Table with Gail under programs. All right, what are you off to do this weekend? Uh, what am I off to do this weekend? Well, I'm actually tossing up whether I should go up to Napier or Hastings. I'm just, I'm sort of on the cusp of deciding to go up and see um, brother-in-law. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think, yes, shall I go? Shall I go? Shall I go Friday? Shall I go Saturday? Shall I go at all? But yeah. I think I probably will end up going just for maybe a night or maybe two, but I think at least for a day and a night and come back a little bit later on the next day. Yeah, it's just been to see how he's going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not to do anything specific. Yep. Go there, say good day, maybe yep. make a meal. Nice. Play a game of cards or something like that or, and then come home next day. Well, safe travels. We'll catch you. you next time. Okay.
This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.